It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Micro, a podcast for short but powerful writing. I'm your host, Drew Hawkins. Setting is more than just a backdrop in the three micro stories in this episode. A gift shop, a pre-dawn car ride, and the light of the moon providing access to precious moments between parents and children, past selves, and possibility. This first piece is one of those single-sentence wonders, full of voice, that starts out surrounded by knickknacks in a gift shop and guides the reader deeper into something revelatory, something that changes the way that you see the shop, those souvenirs, that t-shirt. It's called Souvenir. It was written by Mary Lynn Reed and published by Cheap Pop on April 11th, 2017. Enjoy. I'm standing in a shop, looking at t-shirts and knickknacks and things I don't need to buy. And beside me is a kid half my age, looking at the same t-shirts and knickknacks and things she doesn't need to buy. And I know this kid, because we have the same DNA. And 25 years ago, she was me. And at the same moment, we pick up the same t-shirt, and I think, what the hell? And she thinks, I don't have the 20 bucks to spend. But one of us is going home with that t-shirt, and maybe it's me, and maybe it's not me, and I can't get my mind all the way around the facts of this situation. And then my fingers find the corner of the table, and I see someone else, a tall woman with short blonde hair and a sway to her hips that she works and works all the way around that table. And this woman is definitely not me, but she looks at me. A long time she looks me right in the eye. And then she winks, as if she's done it a million times, and this is just one more, one like all the others we've shared through all the lifetimes we've lived. And then she picks the t-shirt up and spreads it across the back of the kid half my age and says, this is you, baby. This is so you. And I reach for my wallet and I buy that goddamn t-shirt, and I try my best not to cry all the way home looking over at the empty seat beside me, trying to remember exactly the way the tall woman's blue eyes met mine, how it felt before the wink, after the wink, right at the exact moment that wink, which was just one in a sea of so many winks, split me right in two and left me in that store, 
holding a t-shirt across my body, whispering someone's name who wasn't even there. Mary Lynn Reed lives in upstate New York, where she splits her time between teaching mathematics, writing fiction, and co-editing the online literary journal Moon Park Review with her wife, Leslie Weston. You can find her on Twitter at Mary Lynn Reed or on her website at MaryLynnReed.com. This next tiny, layered piece seems to have it all, offering story within story, giving rich detail to each layer, and serving up a vivid setting for good measure. It's called It's 5am-ish, and my father tells me a story from his time in Singapore. It was written by Exodus Octavia Brownlow and published by No Contact in July 2020. Enjoy! It's 5 a.m.-ish, and my father tells me a story from his time in Singapore. I'm riding along with my father in a two-dirty pickup truck, in a pair of gray sweatpants, in a bleach-stained Bruno Mars t-shirt, and there's a bonnet on my head that keeps the hair rolls underneath in place, still. He says, when I was in the Navy over there in Singapore, there was only two things the people ever asked you. It is 5 a.m.-ish in the morning, and the sky is just beginning to become. I know how nice sleeper I am. How, if I really wanted to get up at 5 a.m. every day to achieve some semblance of the success that folks who wake up at this hour have, I probably could. They ask, and he assumes an accent, one that I should reprimand him for, but I tell myself that I'll get to it later. I forget to get to it later. Have you ever been to California? Do you know Michael Jackson? He has been telling me these Navy stories since I was a kid. His first time getting seriously drunk in Japan from something called Red Monkey. His religious transition from Christianity to Islam. And how, when he wanted to study the Quran, it always had to be done in a locked room, away from the rest of the text deemed safe enough for free public domain. His relief in being a young black Mississippi man and finding similar souls on the ship who too were young, black, male, and hailed from states like Alabama, Georgia, and the Carolinas, y'all being the common pronoun. As an almost 28-year-old, this story is very new. And I told them, yeah, I've been to California. Yeah, I know Michael Jackson. Know him personally. I don't ask him why he lied about the Michael Jackson thing. Mainly because I'm in love with the why that I've created. It's nice to be nice. And it's very nice to feel like you know someone who's been to all the places, who's shaking hands with the world's most influential people. It's nice to 
preserves some small inkling of the child that lives inside of us all. We're believing in the impossibility of every story safe and wonderful. It is 6 a.m.-ish, and the sky has become. The cantaloupe cream orange pours into the angel with the white. The iced baby blues, the black and sealed teals serve as their bowl. Exodus Octavia Brownlow is a Black Hawk, Mississippi native and writer. You can find her on Twitter at Coco for Afropuffs and on Instagram at Cuckoo for Afropuffs. For our final piece, chalk lines drawn in the light of the full moon provide the setting for this delightfully surprising story about cricket camaraderie, and family. It's called Night Cricket. It was written by Sushmita Bhattacharya and published by Janus Literary on February 25th, 2021. Enjoy. Night Cricket The lines are drawn with chalk on the tennis court. A temporary pitch is created. Lights hang from bamboo poles. Boys from across the neighbourhood appear in hordes. Teams are drawn up. The summer of night cricket begins. The lads from Hindu colonies swagger in defending champions. War lines drawn with face paint their bodies like coiled spring, swinging their bats like peams mace to obliterate anyone who comes in their way. The other team, the one we cheer on, men with beer bellies and silver hair, stiff knees, creaking bones, but with enthusiasm no one can match. They swig rum after every over and are trashed completely by the colony boys. The jubilation from the club veranda puts the World Cup stadium to shame. Later, we order ice cream sundaes to celebrate Dad's contribution of 10 runs, toast the losing team and watch the full moon sail behind the palm trees that line the car park. Sushmita Bhattacharya is a writer, teacher, originally from Mumbai, and now living in Winchester, UK. You can find her on Twitter as Sushmita Tweets, or on Instagram as Sushmita underscore B underscore writer. Micro is edited and curated by Dylan Evers, and produced and hosted by me, Drew Hawkins. Our theme song is by Matt Ordez. You can find all the information about this episode's writers, their featured work, and the publications where they were published in the show notes. Subscribe to the show and check out some of our other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. 
You can also always find our shows at micropodcast.org. And you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Podcast Micro. Thanks for listening.